It is nice to get to some form of normalcy here at week 18 in the NFL, getting ready for one of the most exciting times in sports, the wild card and divisional rounds coming right around the corner. We've got to talk about coin flips. We got to talk about playoff matchups, but there is no way that we could talk about anything football related without talking about the horrifying, the scary, the shocking, the world-stopping, sports world-stopping, news-making incident that happened with Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, on Monday Night Football as he suffered a cardiac arrest on the field after taking a hit from a wonderful receiver from Cincinnati who hopefully T. Higgins himself is going to be able to mentally recover from this. And as we are recording this here on the Sports Cubicle with the Marvelous One, Dan Marvel throughout this show, of course, Paul Shabari and Devin Tingle, two of the best in the business. I'm Mike Mercado, and it is wonderful to be able to talk about such a shocking, scary, horrible story. And there is a light at the end of the tunnel. DeMar's health coming back and the awesome work done by the medical staff in Cincinnati, the doctors and the teams and the respect, but we needed to go around the, the cubicle and talk about this. And, you know, Polly, you were one of the, the people who's always talked about something like this happening. This has happened before where a, a player has died on the field, the Chicago connection and this entire situation from the GoFundMe of his toy drive to where we're at now. I mean, how did I, I was watching it live myself, just like millions were. What did you think when you heard about this? How did you hear about it? And how do you feel now that we've made it all the way to week 18? And he is watching the game, sending out tweets, talking to his brothers, his teammates via Zoom in the hospital with his mom and dad. Well, I normally don't get up for a Monday night football game, you know, unless it's like Bears or Raiders playing. But this was such a unique matchup that I was excited about it. You know, couple that with uh, where it was in the season with the uh, playoff implications, the fantasy football playoff implications, uh, Josh Allen versus Joe Burrow. It was an exciting game uh, leading up to it. Everyone was really hyped up about it. I think it tied the record for most wins between the two teams facing on, on Monday night football. So I was pulling into my driveway when I, you know, later it was, you know, the game had already started, you know, I knew I was going to kind of settle in, you know, before I ended up watching it. But I get a text from my dad who I just saw, you know, an hour earlier. And he said, they're giving CPR to a Buffalo Bills player. And it's been going on for 10 minutes. And, and when you hear something like that, it, you know, it's, it's bad news. It's, it's very bad news. You know, when someone needs CPR for that long, you, you fear the worst. And, you know, and then, then I had to just double check, you know, I checked the score, you know, just to see, okay, it's in a delay. And then, you know, kind of got in the house, settled in really quickly and flipped, you know, just wanted to flip on the TV um, just to see what was going on. And at that, that point, it was still in a suspended game. But, you know, of course, at, the, at this point, it's, you know, there's no way they're restarting. And then, of course, uh, Skip Bayless had to break Twitter with his insensitivity. You know, so it was just everything unfolded. And then at that point, I saw uh, one doctor that I follow on YouTube that kind of studies sports injuries was saying that this looks like it could be commotio cordis. So, of course, I'm researching that. And essentially what that is, is if you hit the heart just right, like a a blow to the chest just right in between beats, you can stop the heart. And and I think we talked about this, Mike, and you were telling me that, you know, the uh, this happens in youth sports all the time. Yep. You know, and I and I didn't realize that, but it's like, yeah, I could see that, you know, on, on the professional level, you barely see this because, you know, whatever they have the, the protection, it's a one in a million really thing. You know, I don't know what the exact probability, but it's so rare that this happens. 
but of course, we live in the day and age, too, where people were quickly trying to politicize it, trying to tie it to the vaccine. And, and there's really no correlation between uh, commotio cordis and the vaccine. This would be the first case of it if that if that truly was what was happening. Um, and, and I haven't seen anything that links commotio cordis to myocarditis. Now, granted, I keep talking about commotio cordis like that's the diagnosis and we haven't heard a diagnosis yet. But this just seems to me what the most likely scenario was because it was just I, I I never saw it live, but I had to go back and see how this unfolded. And it's scary seeing this guy get up on his own two feet and then just fall, just fell dead to the ground. And, and thank goodness that there was staff there that could rescue him. And it's amazing that here we are one week later and before the Bills game today, you know, it's a picture of him making the heart sign. And, you know, he he's, you know, uh, conscious and aware and, you know, it's just it's it's such a miracle that that he was just brought back to life like this. And, and then I heard the opening kickoff was returned today by the Buffalo Bills right after they see this image in the stadium of DeMar Hamlin, you know, less than a week after, you know, this this tragedy happened to him. So it it was just so. It's like you were saying at the beginning that there's this light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I, I don't want to call it a happy ending yet because I think there's still a long road to go until the happy ending. But gosh, this is trending in such a great direction that it's, um, you know, it was scary to watch it on Monday night. Like I, I was really uh, shaken up and I didn't even see it, you know, to see that many football players upset, you know, to see Scott Van Pelt trying to hold it together doing the post game or, you know, whatever you would call that the coverage. Um but and eventually I'm sure we'll get to it. The NFL's reaction oh. to it in the in the the instance, um, which you know I'll let everyone kind of say their piece, but we have to talk about that. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's disgusting, and we'll get to that in a second. And I think really fast just to put a note on there: the thing you see in youth sports, especially is in baseball, softball, line drives back to the pitcher, the hot corner where it's going right at these players. And unlike professional baseball players, the reflexes quite aren't there. And you also mentioned Skip Bayless. Don't want to forget to make sure we throw some shade to Bart Scott for blaming T Higgins about that. When we know that was just a clean play in the sport. That's so dangerous. And speaking of the NFL's reaction, we also need to talk about our consciousness, our hypocrisy as diehard sports fans loving this game. What we see every week where it takes something like this, opposed to the thousands of injuries, we see the thousands of concussions. But Devin, you love this sport. You love the Chicago Bears. You root for other teams. You're, you have vested interest, this effective fantasy football. But when we saw DeMar Hamlin out there on the field, the, the sports world stopped. It, it entered into the mainstream. Where were you? How do you feel about this entire situation and where we're at now in week 18, how this story has kind of just unfolded? Well, I was at work and we have a room with two TVs. So, of course, you know, I got wrestling on one, Monday Night Football on the other, multitasking because shut up, Paul. I see you laughing at me. <laughs> as we do it here. But I remember just, you know, I'd like to go on Twitter and I remember just, you know, on Twitter, I saw, you know, DeMar was trending. CPR for nine minutes was trending. Buffalo Bills was trending. Monday Night Football is trending. T Higgins is trending. Like, okay, let's like, I'm like, let's turn the sound on Monday Night Football. And it's like, I'm just, even like the commentators had no idea really what was going on here, except. You know, I'd, I hate to say I had to go to, you know, Twitter to find out the news and see the clip. And it's like, it's very strange. He gets hit, gets right up and just falls right back down. It's like, it's a scary sight to see here. And again, you know, I, I know we're going to say this here. We're going to save this, but I want to tear the NFL a new one. You guys got 10 minutes, 10 minutes. I think it was five. It actually. was worse. It was five minutes. At least that's five what the reporting minutes. is. Yeah. Five minutes. 
And it took both coaches being like, you know, we will forfeit this game rather than have our team go back out there here. Now, Devin, the now, Devin, I do just I want you to continue on, but I, we just so that we cover all the bases. Maybe the only devil's advocate is they weren't sure how serious it was. So the initial maybe prompt, the initial delivery, the initial uh, cold red is, hey, let's at least take five minutes and see what's going on. But you're 100 percent correct to see how Buffalo and, and specifically Zach Taylor and the Bengals helped out Buffalo. Continue on your thought, please. And I just want to get into that, especially because this isn't like your typical injury, you know, where it's like, okay, the guy's got some back spasms, you know, they weren't carted off. This guy was unconscious when you took him off the damn fields here. That to me should definitely be like, let's, I agree with you, Mercado. Yeah, they should have waited to see what was all right but here. But it's like, at that point, it's like, you know what? Maybe we should just, this, this game doesn't need to happen right now. There are more serious issues here. A man's friggin' life. And it really goes, once again, the NFL likes to always like, NFL cares. No, the NFL doesn't give two you-know-whats. The NFL likes to sell money and put a hashtag end racism or hashtag stop domestic violence. They don't give two you-know-whats about their own players unless they're your Tom Brady's, your Aaron Rodgers, your Josh Allen's, the guys that sell the most jerseys here. And that really showed here because if this happened to a big star player, oh, I guarantee they would have called within two minutes. Well, well we should talk about yeah, two well, about well, really how... Well, really fast, uh, you're two, okay. uh, let's, like, as we kind of have a few minutes... For this segment, this is something that we're going to have to dissect more over the next few weeks. But I, I really want you to, because this is something that you've had your eye on and thoughts on, kind of in, in a, a around the horn two minutes, your reaction to the NFL and what you think that they should have done and kind of what precedence is itself for the future of the NFL and its and its optics. Well, well, you were kind of saying that like the protocol, I think, was in, in a standard thing. If, if he was, you know, taken care of right away, it's you have five minutes to warm up, you know, do what you got to do to get back on the field. But, but I think it was either Joe Buck was reporting something that he shouldn't have reported or the NFL is trying to cover it up because the very next day, some spokesperson for the NFL was trying to deny that that was even a situation. Like, no, no, we never, I don't know where this five minutes thing came from. I heard ESPN talking about it the entire time, Scott Van Pelt, uh, Joe Buck. And even then they were trying to, you know, analyze that, you know, why would they say five minutes? These guys were clearly, and they even, I would think that, ESPN being a network that has to carry water for the NFL because of their contract wouldn't be trying to bury the NFL in the instance. And, and, and they were, they were doing that essentially. And, and, and we don't know, I mean, you know, we don't know what actually happened, but it did seem like the way it was being reported that as soon as the NFL told the coaches, you have five minutes, it was Zach Taylor walking up to Sean McDermott across the field and saying like, Hey, we can't continue we're not going to. And I'm glad the players stepped up and the players union stepped up and said, no, we're not doing this. I am so happy. I, I don't even know if happy is what I'm relieved that as we were prepping for this, this recording for, for this session of the sports cubicle, that it was going to have a tragic ending, that the tragic ending was going to come Monday night. And the reason that they were just holding off is because they were waiting to pronounce him off of the field. And now we're at the total end of that spectrum where He's got his brain function. He's breathing. He's with his parents. He's talking to his teammates. The recovery is going to be long. And I think if the, if, if that's the outcome, if the payment for this is it's the long recovery, I think the NFL dodged a bullet. And I think a young man, uh, what seems to be a really, really good young dude gets a second chance. And in the miracles of miracles, especially how this all played out, maybe one day gets to put some cleats on, puts a helmet on, and if he wants to, 
could go live out his dream because that Monday night, that's what he was doing is living out his dream. And I'm going to leave this uh, as a question for everybody here on the Sports Cubicle on WCPT Mercado Airwaves Network on YouTube, SoundCloud at WCPT 820 with Paul Shabari, Devin Tingle, and the marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. Where are you with your consciousness? Are you a hypocrite? Can you separate what you watch every Monday, Sunday, and Thursday, and now on Saturdays? How are you going to handle this? How did you handle this? Because it's not, does it take a cardiac arrest and a 24-year-old prime athlete in the middle of, of what should be a nice career where they are now honoring his contract? We just found that out. The Buffalo Bills, the Players Association, the Mark came up with that. How do you handle that, though, when how many offensive linemen in this Bears game alone are out because of concussions, broken bones, torn ligaments, and muscles? Where is the line? I watch it, and I know it. My guys here watch it, and they know it. But it's, that's the conversation I think we have to have over the next 50 years that we will be having if the sport exists in the next 50 years. I'm proud of all of us to be able to be here and, and try to break down this conversation as much as possible. And more importantly, I'm proud of Pauly for bringing up the dumb anti-vaxxers who think this is how that happened. But on that note, enjoy the rest of the program. Shout out to the Mar Hamlin, the city of Cincinnati, the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals, and that entire stadium that showed some respect. For Devin Tingle, the best producer, board opera, and best co-host in the Chicagoland area. For Paul Shivari, the best in the business. Make sure you guys stay tuned to Baseball Weekend Journal. Eight things are heating up. The marvelous one, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. We got a lot more here on WCPT, 820 AM. It's the Sports Cubicle.